Stu, if you were analyzing this program, what would you say the play or the player of the day was? Uh, oh, wow, I, that is amazing. Really? I was going I'm with a little humble, and I'm humbled I by your words. didn't say anything that would compliment you in any yeah. way. Uh, great show today. We, uh, I, I was actually surprised because Stu is one of the more informed people around. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, and I presented some new things on freedom of speech that are happening all around the world and are coming here, already here in America. Um, things that he hadn't heard before. Um, and that was a little surprising to me. Really? Um, yeah. It shows even if you are really well informed, you could be missing some very, very important things. That'll just give you an idea of the timeline. We also talk a little bit about uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, and uh, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, and the ballot, all of it on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Well, hello, Stu. How are you? Pretty well, Glenn. How about yourself? Uh, well, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Pretty good. I um, are you are you into this Jeffrey Epstein thing as much as it seems everybody else is? I think what I'm supposed to say is yes, but I I don't know, man. I, I look, I'm very very interested in yep. what actually happened with Jeffrey Epstein and many of these names that have been released and yeah, many more. So, yeah. So However, I'm there with you. Do you have a however as well on this? Uh, well, I just hear beyond that, that's how I feel. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. But everything that I'm hearing now, I just also hear this in my head. Mm. <laughs> huh. That's, gee, what? Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, Bill Clinton. Donald Trump. Stephen Hawking. David Copperfield. What, what, what difference does, what, what is this? Yeah. This is a circus. This is a cake that they are feeding us at the circus. Because I didn't get much that was new out of this. Did you? No. Was there anything that you saw in these names that you were surprised about? I mean, David Copperfield was not a surprise, I got to say. I mean, I, <laughs> uh, but like, I don't, none of this was a surprise. Like, we knew, we, we, we still don't know to the extent that Bill Clinton was involved in this. I want to know. But like. You're not going to. It doesn't seem like it. No. Like, this is a a bunch of people who were brought up by, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in in various, you know, everything. Cameron Diaz was brought. Uh-huh. I don't think Cameron Diaz was involved. I don't know. But, like, all these names came up. Mm-hmm. And it strikes me as, like, there's other information that is held not in these lawsuits, but by the government. Wait, well, wait. Huh, that I would actually like to know. Yeah, well, we're never going to see that. You know, yeah, Jeffrey we'll Epstein lands on a tarmac. What was it, Teterboro? Was I think mm-hmm. that's, so? Mm-hmm. He, he lands in in a in an airport, private airport near mm-hmm. New York City. He is brought into custody, and at that moment, they go and they raid his condo. The government takes all sorts of tape? evidence, tape, documents, mm-hmm. God knows what. Mm-hmm. And then Jeffrey Epstein kills himself, or you may have another theory on that. And 
We never get any no, of this I, stuff. You know what? I've been fashioning a noose out of paper napkins and lace doilies. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When it, when I, when I need to go, and those lace doilies and those paper thin, thin, you know, single ply toilet paper nooses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. It, I'll be so dead so fast. Yeah. No, I know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. certainly. Anyway, uh, but we don't have. Any of that. that? Any of that information and seemingly no path to get it hmm. at any point. Hmm. I mean, like, I, every little bit of evidence in this particular case is positive. But I, did you hear I, about Stephen Hawking? Yeah, I he was did, but, involved and... But, like, is that important? Like, I, what am I supposed to do with that information? <laughs> what... It, what was at his condo? What What was there? What are you, what are you why talking don't, about? Why don't we learn? Why don't we have that information by now? Didn't you hear the guy who owns the Hyatt? You know the 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 chain. Okay. You know mm-hmm. Brisker. He was he was possibly doing. So. We don't have any evidence of it, but he was named. And all these people have yeah. huh? plausible deniability. Yeah. Here, right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know, look in reality, mm-hmm. this is real world. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein hung out with basically every power player mm-hmm. that you know. Yeah. Uh, now, that doesn't mean they all were hooking up with 12-year-olds. It doesn't. And many of them well, it probably could. were. It could, America. It could. It could. It could. I don't it think could. it You does. should think that, but we should argue about it. We should say, you know, well, Donald Trump. Uh, Bill Clinton. Donald Trump. Bill Clinton. Donald Trump. Bill Clinton. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cake and circus fest. Yeah. And I got to say, too, there's a huge line here. Like, the Donald Trump part of this is particularly egregious, right? Yeah. He was hanging out with that Jeffrey Epstein. It's true. I mean, like, they were at parties. Like, they were talking. Donald Trump is on the record talking about how much Jeffrey Epstein seems to like younger women, right? They were at parties together. They they, they weren't close friends, but they ran in powerful circles. They were very rich people in powerful circles. All of this long before any of the accusations against Epstein were public. You're hanging out with a person, let's say, 12 years before he's accused of a crime. There's no reason for you to be mentioned in the same sentence. No, and and before uh, he was charged with a crime, Donald Trump kicked him out yeah, of, of Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. He didn't like him. No, and said it was because he made some sexual advance on an underage girl, banned him from the club, Divorced him as a friend before, before any of this came out. And so it's really egregious yeah. to try to tie him into this particular thing. Now, Clinton is a much more... Uh, nope. He was on the plane a bunch of times. Like, there's all sorts... Maxwell I mean, is on the record saying Bill Clinton likes him young. Gates met with... Bill Gates met with Epstein after all of this stuff went down. Like um, after he was already accused and had all that stuff went down where people knew what Epstein was involved in and he still was meeting with him. Like uh, that's and and his weird. divorce with his wife is rumored to be about that. Mm. Before this became a big story, it was rumored that she was she had had it with his relationship with Epstein. And she's like, You can't. That's that was one of the things that was brought up in the divorce. Now, apparently, again, all this stuff are, it's just allegations. Is there is there more evidence to support anything nefarious here? I mean, you've seen the interview with Bill Gates on this, probably, but it's like he's really uncomfortable and it's weird. But you know, Gates is kind of a weird guy, and maybe that's maybe it doesn't mean anything. Who knows? But like to try to like we're just going down this road of like, well, let's just talk about Donald Trump because 
you know, you're mentioning Bill Clinton, so we'll bring up Donald Trump. It's like, it's just stupid. Like, it, it is the circus that you're so talking about. So here's the thing that you should pay attention to. Um, when anybody is talking about this today, you should say, you know, the FBI director has the black book, has all of the evidence, most likely has all of the tapes because they, they took everything out of Jeffrey Epstein's house. And it is now under the purview of the FBI, the director of the FBI. Do you think that's too much power for one man to have? To have all of that information? <laughs> Do you think it was most likely done as an intel operation? Most likely, Jeffrey Epstein was an intelligence officer. Don't know for what country? Probably ours. Uh, that's why... No hands-on. Nobody's going to say anything about him. He could get away almost with murder. So he was blackmailing people or using that for other countries or our country to blackmail people. Should one man in, a gov- in, a, in our government have access to that? And because it is revolving around the rich, the powerful, the politically connected, shouldn't we all have access to that? Because if it was just a truck driver union, we'd know all the names. We'd know every single name. We'd know exactly what they'd done. And they'd be in jail if they had done something. So why is it the FBI is sitting on this? To protect their own. Okay, even if you say that's okay, which I don't, um, hang on just a second. Should one person, is that one person going to be able to use any of this? Because that one person could say, you know what, we're going to release this on you. This is so incredibly dangerous. It is exactly the kind of stuff that Stalin would have loved. It's exactly the reason why everybody hates J. Edgar Hoover and thought J. Edgar Hoover was a nightmare. This one cache of information it has probably more damaging things than Hoover had collected over 50 years. I don't know. I think we should stop talking about who's on this list where it gives us really nothing and start talking about what, why is the FBI not releasing everything. Remember, this is the same FBI that had the laptop of Hunter Biden for two years before you had even heard of it. They held that. They, quote, investigated that. Yeah. Yeah. And what? What happened there? Were any favors done for anybody? Any what what happened there exactly? I mean, if you think about it, like we had that hypothetical uh, conversation, what would would what would have happened to the Hunter Biden laptop if there wasn't a copy left at this computer store? Right, like let's just say it got into the FBI's hands and uh, they the you know the guy at the Apple store didn't keep a copy. Right. He just gave Mm -hmm. it to the FBI. What would have happened? We never would have known that information. Right. And we know like this Epstein thing is the story. That's what would have happened to it. There would have been a rumor about what was in there and we never would have known what was. No, no. Can we go back to the ABC um, anchor 
that was doing, I think, Saturday morning, uh, you know, Good Morning America or something. And uh, they brought up Epstein in a break. Their mics were open. Somebody taped it. Listen. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail. And now it's all coming out. And it's like these new revelations. And I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We it was um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. I'd love to Brad see Edwards, the attorney three years ago saying like aunt like we there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. And <laughs> that's an unbelievable. And we still don't have that report. We still don't have. Why is ABC still suppressing all of this? Why? Why? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I will say, you know, uh, on the Alan Dershowitz front, I mean, she came out and said, ah, maybe it wasn't Alan Dershowitz yeah, years later because yeah. he sued. And, and it's important to know that all of her accusations did not seem to prove to, to prove out. Uh, certainly the Dershowitz one fell apart completely by her own words. Um, so, I, I mean, I absolutely believe it about Bill Clinton, but that's just because I think I know who Bill Clinton is. Mm -hmm. uh, and it sounds like Bill Clinton. However, I wouldn't say Bill Clinton needs to be rounded up as a pedophile. I wouldn't say that. No, I, look, he, he needs his day in court. Yeah, it's unfair in a way that you know. I'm sure. I, again, I kind of agree with your take on what actually happened, but he should have. Uh, we should have the evidence so that we can figure out whether these things occurred or not. And no one deserves silence. No one deserve. No one, because of their position deserves to have all of this boarded up what why okay he's a former president but cincinnatus you're a farmer you go to serve you come back you're a farmer why why does he get special access i can understand while you're in office maybe you don't do things because it's just a distraction of the presidency it's a weapon but afterwards why, why does he get special protection? This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. This is from last night's Wednesday night special on Blaze so TV. This is where a few words that I'm absolutely sick of come into play. And I'm sick of them because people don't know really what they are. First one stakeholder, okay, and public-private partnership. These both go hand in hand. So what is a stakeholder? Well, I'll tell you here in just a second. Public, that's the government, and this is business. Public-private partnership. 
The government should never be. Why are so many liberals and progressives suddenly they hate corporations, but suddenly they're in love with it because they partner with the government. They might think the government is going to bring them down and hold them. I can guarantee you these people are going to be running the government. They already are. Stakeholder. Stakeholder. This means everybody has a dog in the fight for any given issue. For example, let's talk just about Facebook, okay? Are you a stakeholder in Facebook? Well, kind of. I mean, you are part of it, but that's really not what they're doing. Woven in between the multiple stops along the, uh, the entire thing are stakeholders. Facebook has a partner, Amazon Cloud Service. Uh, I'm guessing I'm making these up, but Google Ads, that's another partner. They have sponsors. Those people have the banks that they're responsible. Uh, insurance companies, lawyers, name it. Everybody has a stake in this company. That's the way public-private partnerships work. So you have all of these people and all of these individual companies all have another public-private partnership with the U.S. government or the global government. Now, let me make this clear. The government should not be in any business, period. But they are. But we have something in the U.S. Constitution that stops any kind of shenanigans here, and that is the Bill of Rights. Okay? The Bill of Rights. That's what's supposed to stand between these two things, keeping them separate. There are things the government cannot do. If you choose to do business with those, with those businesses and they want to take your right of privacy, uh, uh, privacy away, that's fine. But if they ever really violate things, then you can run to the government. But if the government is in bed with those companies, who do you call when things go wrong? Who's the arbiter of right and wrong? All of these stakeholders, they have a collected interest. Now listen, Facebook makes a decision. People don't like it. Well, then Amazon might get pressure here and say, you know, what are you doing helping Facebook? Google ads, what are the sponsors doing with Facebook? The banks can cut off their money. This is the problem. If you don't think that's not happening with Elon Musk, you're sadly mistaken. And do you think if Elon Musk would have played the game, if he would have just said, yeah, I'm with all of this stuff, do you think he'd be in trouble like he is now? They're threatening his banks. The government is threatening him. Sponsors are threatening. It's not disconnected. It's public-private partnerships and stakeholders. It is an entirely new kind of capitalism. And this capitalism is about to get worse. Uh, first of all, it's not capitalism. It is an entirely new form of fascism. Fascism is when you're allowed to own a private company, but you will do what the government says you have to do. Um, we're talking now about a system that will control your cognitive abilities. So they are now talking about structures that do all kinds of things, and it's going to bypass the U.S. government and our Constitution 
And we are already seeing this happen all over the world. And this is coming and happening right now. Um, Last month, there was a document out from the UN. It's the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. The, The specific release was addressed directly to the United States. And the whole document is just nauseating. It tells you how bad they think we are. Um, But their guidelines are the things that we now need to follow to fix our issues. Now, listen to this from uh, Section C, Paragraph 5. This says we should, quote, raise awareness of the covenant among judges, lawyers, and prosecutors to ensure that its provisions are invoked before the domestic courts and taken into account in their decisions. So if you are violating something that could make people think certain things, well, then you're in violation of a a UN declaration. And before it even goes anywhere to the, to the uh, state courts or even to the federal court, it's the judges have to know, no, they're already in violation of the covenant covenant doesn't sound creepy at all. Um, Now this plan is to supersede sovereign law. I'm going to tell you on tomorrow's program. uh, There is a, there's a great article out about somebody predicting how this is, is going to come this year. And I tend to think they're right. And I'll, I'll share it with you uh, tomorrow. It, they are not going to come for the country. They are not going to. It's exactly what. I hate to go here, but it's exactly what Hitler did. Germany, the Republic of Germany, had been destroyed. Then it went through the Weimar Republic. We're in our Weimar Republic time right now. We're heading strongly into it. Then what did he do? He restored, quote, the Republic, but it looked nothing like it was before. It didn't work the same. Nothing. It was just in appearance. So people were like, no, we're still Germany. That's exactly how this is going to happen. Page three of this document, and it's all available at glenbeck.com, directly addresses limits on free speech, including the weaponization of the FBI as a a resource. But don't worry, it gets worse. About four months ago, the UN Education, Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, um, these are the people that, you know, decide that the Statue of Liberty is a World Heritage Site, They're now into digital platforms, okay? Guidelines for the governance of digital platforms. Apparently, this is all for our own well-being. They're building something called the Internet of Trust. This is what Al Gore was talking about a few minutes ago. We have to have something that we all know and trust. So they're building the Internet of Trust. Quote, The guidelines outline a set of duties, responsibilities, and roles for states, digital platforms, intergovernmental organizations, civil society, media, academia, and technical community, and other stakeholders. So notice they all are talking about stakeholders. It's not just you. It's stakeholders. In other words, the public-private partnerships directly with state governments. 
going deeper anytime a government wants to restrict speech and censor, but they can't legally do it. This document from the UN provides the blueprint. Under the guise of, quote, international human rights laws and standards, this UNESCO document that is spreading like wildfire all across the world reiterates the fact over and over again. Paragraph five, page nine, the guidelines recognize that the application of these rules and regulations in every governance system must adhere to international human rights standards, including with Article 19, Section 3. Why do they keep referencing that? Well, that's in the creepy covenant. Article 19, Section 3 talks about respecting privacy, except under a few conditions. Right to privacy, um, except... For the respect, uh, no, I'm sorry, right to privacy uh, with the respect of rights and reputation to others. Any advocacy of national, racial, or religious hatred that constitutes incitement to discrimination, hostility, or violence shall be prohibited by law. So you have a right to privacy unless you're involved in any of that national, racial, or religious hatred. Uh, okay, who's defining that and discrimination or hostility, or we don't have a right to privacy, you know, if it's just the reputation of people, just those two standards could do anything to censor you, me, everybody. The document is insanity. It also, uh, proposes codes of conduct that may, quote, be granted legal force, which would serve as regulation. So the media councils can oversee the enforcement, and whatever the councils decide, they're granted legal force. This is already being passed and being used and adopted all over the world. This is how you this is how it's done. Your Senate, your House doesn't have to do anything. All of the companies will be operating with this document. So all of the companies around the world, they'll all be operating with this document. They'll also be partnered with us. So they could even be in the driver's seat. They could be saying, oh, you know what? We can't do that. Uh, the bank has to cut them off. And the government, well, well, you can do whatever you want, I guess. Well, we have this covenant with the UN. This is a way to take each government in the entire West and without changing really anything, changing the way it works and who it answers to. We got this Declaration of Independence. We still have the Constitution. But these companies, private-public partnerships, I mean, they've decided they're going this way. That's the way the world is going. This is going to be an unprecedented attack on free speech this year. 
I'll have more in just a second, but if you want more information on all of this, please watch last night's Wednesday night special on Blaze TV or my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glenbeck, um, or go to glenbeck.com. All of the documents, the original documents, I'm not asking you to do any homework. I, I'm asking you just to read it for yourself and connect the dots. Uh, and see what it actually means. You can find all of that at glenbeck.com. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I, I, I just, we'll get off the car thing here in a second, but I just have to point one car out to you that's up for sale. And I can't, I, I have no idea what it even costs. Um, but it is my dream car. And I think this is, I, I, Am I completely out of step with everybody in the world? This, Barrett Jackson has this, it's a resto mod, 1964 Lincoln Continental Mm. drop top suicide doors in perfect condition. It's a resto mod. And uh, I talked to Jay Leno one time and I said, you know, my dream car is is a Lincoln Continental suicide door, the kind that Kennedy was killed in. And uh, he said, oh, no, you don't want one of those. I said, you have one. He said, I, I have two. And I said, <laughs> so what do you mean I don't want one? He said, Glenn, I have to fly in a guy. I can't remember where it was, like Kansas. He's like, there's one guy who is the guy to fix this car. He said, it is a nightmare. And I'm like, my dream car. But I'm just saying, so the, honey, I mean. Are you speaking directly? You know you're not on a phone call with your wife right now, right? <laughs> I, I'd be dead you're if true, I were yes. on a phone call with my wife. Wait, so, uh, and this is, so this is a car, when you say resto mod, that's like. Resto mod, the snotty people get upset of resto mod. <laughs> you have power brakes in that? Yeah, I don't want to die. <laughs> right, you know okay, I mean? so they take the so shell rest- of the old car. Yeah, and this one I think is. I think frame up. I don't even. I don't even know if the frame is re- the body. I know is the Lincoln Continental, but you know you can go do resto mods, and I love this. I think cars should come just as a frame, and you could like. Uh, I want. I want to wear that body today and right. just put it on. You know, yeah. wouldn't that be great? Yeah. And it's, so it's like this thing where. I like the new technology. Yes. But I like the old styles. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, if you get the old style, then it's always breaking down. Right. So this gives you the new technology with the cool old Yeah, body. somebody That's just cool. needs to be able to do this cheaply, you know, so you get, hey, it's a $50,000, you know, Lincoln Continental. And you, you can afford to have it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know what the market is for that. No. But the good not, thing is, if you wait long not. enough, $50,000 will be like $5 uh, because you know, right? with inflation. That's why I'm taking of, out all kinds of loans. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I thought so. It's a different idea. I've been going, don't get into debt for so long. Yeah, now you're zagging. Now I'm you're going like, to zag yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, did you see we hit $34 trillion? I did. Yes, we're we did. number one. We're number yeah, one. Well, we got Let's this. see if we can break that faster. Oh yeah, yeah. You but you know this amazing accomplishment happened while still cutting the budget 
more than any anybody ever before. I know. It's amazing. Do we have that uh, KJP clip we've been playing on a four-minute buzz today? Uh, I don't know if we have that handy, but uh, it is her trying to somehow talk herself out of Joe Biden's uh, failures with the debt in the country. It is... I mean, again, we all know Corinne Jean-Pierre is an idiot, right? Like, she's a complete moron. And throughout this entire answer, most of it she's reading, and it's still this bad. But you have to listen to this. This is uh, KJP, I guess, yesterday. Do you have any reaction to the new data out of Treasury that the national debt has hit a record $34 trillion? So, yeah, um, if you look at uh, if you look at that data, uh, it's a pages. trickle. There's a trickle down debt. If you think about it, uh, Republican tax it. cuts are responsible about 90 percent of it. No, that's not no, true at all. Increasing the debt as a share of the economy over the last two decades, uh, excluding emergency spending. Oh, wait a minute. Slow down here. Wait a minute excluding emergency spending i love that now of course the way the budget works they don't come up with one right so they categorize all sorts of things as emergency spending that is not emergency spending but like just in recent history does anyone remember i don't know six or seven trillion dollars we spent this is just covid this is like stew stew if you take Lisa, she is so frugal. If you take away all of the purse spending, right? <laughs> yeah, she's a she is bargain basement. She's right. bargain basement. Yeah, exactly. Okay, just don't pay attention to the purse spending. Well, it's the purse spending that's the problem. It, it's the it's the uh, emergency spending that's the yeah, problem. Uh, you know, it's like uh, telling your wife, "Look, honey, I'm uh, completely loyal to you, with the exception of the Vegas trips." Right? Like, you know, <laughs> it's like with the exception of the trips to Epstein Island, right. everything is fine. I do not have sex with underage children. Except when I go to the <laughs> island with Jeffrey. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, I mean, it's it's completely ridiculous. And you know, these. I mean, she and you could see as she's going through this. Like, I love the 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 mind or lack thereof of Corinne Jean Pierre because she goes through. First of all, she's flipping through pages. She knows a question is coming on thirty four trillion dollars. Probably, actually, literally knew it was coming. But you know, again, this is part of the preparation process. I would imagine for something like this. And all she can remember is the word or the phrase trickle down. Yeah. Like she knows that's negatively associated with Republicans. Yeah. So she's like, you know, if you think about it, it's kind of a trickle down thing. Is it? Is it a trickle down thing? It's a completely ridiculous, thi- you know, nonsensical catchphrase she's memorized and she's flipping through the pages to f- find the context of what she's talking about. I mean, does this happen to any other person in any other line of work? She is like she's the worst. Stalling to get to the page in her notebook yeah, so that she can the read the answer, which she so herself stu- knows is filled th- with this lies. This is an honest question because I, I was thinking, geez, are we going to be dealing with this person next year too? Yeah, probably. Uh, and then I thought, do we even make it to an election? And I mean this sincerely. Listen it's to not this. That far away. Now, now I know, but listen to this. Okay. Okay. As the decisions disqualifying former President Donald Trump from the 2024 election work their way through the courts, a new filing in Pennsylvania seeks seeks the same ballot cleansing. It's only the latest effort targeting congressional candidates as Democrats seek to bar opponents as insurrectionists. 
we become a nation of Madame Defarge's early uh, knitting names, blah, 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 blah. In, where was it? Uh, in S- South Carolina? North Carolina. In North Carolina, they, in their primary election, the Democrats have just taken the name of uh, Dean Phillips, Marianne Williamson, mm. and sank what's-his-face off of the ballot, leaving the only choice for Democrats to be Joe Biden. What the heck? Again, Joe Biden is going to win that election by 60 points, 70 points. Like, there, he's not in danger at all. Why would you do this? Again, while you're arguing that we must protect democracy. Why on Why? earth? There's no upside at all. Dean Phillips is not going to win the election at the polls. Oh, but with enough positive thinking and enough positive well, energy, Mary, Marianne Williams. Marianne, Marianne Williams yeah, yeah. may, with the right, a combination oh. of crystals and oils, may wind up winning. That's true. But like... It's not like he's in danger. Like when RFK Jr. was on the ballot, maybe you could make an argument that he had a couple polls that looked good at the very beginning. I don't know. I mean, it's a bizarre argument to me, but he's not even doing, he's not even running anymore as a Democrat. It's just like, what is the point of this? They are so anti-democracy. And I know we're not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. No, but but this inside of the, that, we do have demo- this elements is of democracy. the democracy part. Yep. You let the people vote. You let that happen naturally vote. Mm-hmm. Then they vote for the representative for the republic. Yep. That's, I mean, they're the only democracy part we have, they're trying to tear apart. I know. And, and while they're making the argument with no pushback from the media, you know, we might remind you that the media has slogans like democracy dies in darkness. Right. This is how they supposedly think about our system. It's so uh, sacred to them that they can't possibly see it going away. And yet here they are, instead of just going out and trying to win, like at some point, have the balls to admit you're in a contest against somebody else and win. Like, we, you know, we I'm so sick of people whining about losing I know. And then acting as if they just but, go out and win. But if, let me ask if Ron DeSantis loses Iowa, he should be able to come out and say, hey, I got my ass kicked. Like, I that's what he should do. I haven't read anything in the National Review in a long time, but, but I, had to, I had to read um, about what if Trump wins. The left can't handle a Trump victory in 2024. Yeah. Okay. And it talks about how they are all saying this is a dictatorship. This guy is going to destroy the country. He is. I mean, all the things that we say about, you know, what the left is doing right now. But we're still playing in the same sandbox. These people, they're already subverting the Constitution. They're already breaking their own oaths and everything else to keep him off the ballot. It's a pretty easy uh, decision for the Supreme Court. There are five arguments, uh, and at least three of them are. You don't even have to be awake to go. Yeah, that's unconstitutional. So they're doing these things now. What happens when the people who say, you know, we were at the brink of a dictatorship? If he re- returns to power, it's uh, it's going to become persecution. 
People are going to lose their freedom. They're going to lose their property. He's going to take everything from them. He's just going to go in a vengeance tour. If you think that, really, and you think that the ends justify the means, and you're saving democracy, you cannot. They're not going to sit by if he wins. Every one of these outcomes seems to have a generous chunk of possibility that the entire system flames out, right? Like, you know, like if if Donald Trump uh, wins the primary and goes on and then gets put in prison, right, and maybe loses the election, like, can you imagine how people are going to react to that? If the opposite oh, happens God. and he goes in prison and then wins the election, can you imagine how the left would react to that? Can you imagine if there's a close election that Donald Trump loses? Can you just straight out, let's just say it's normal and he just loses. Can you imagine how the the people on the right are going to react to that, especially after what they believe happened in 2020? Now think of what happened with all of this and you've got a potential dictator coming into power, as the left would say. Imagine if Donald Trump just wins a boring, close election. Can you imagine how they're going to react to that? Like the chaos in the street possibilities are down every single turn. I mean, look, maybe the best argument to avoid it in theory would be someone who maybe it's uh, Joe Biden isn't the candidate and Donald Trump isn't the candidate. And and like, I don't know. But I I honestly don't even see there's passionate supporters on both sides of that that wouldn't put up with it. I don't know what the heck would happen. And and, And also the left would just make the uh, the next Republican into somebody that's worse, worse. than Donald Trump. Yeah, they so would it say doesn't... Ron DeSantis is worse. Oh, yeah. He's going to be or, Nikki Haley is yeah. worse. She's going to be a dictator. They'll say whatever they have to say. And they, look, they've been trying that stuff for a long time, but it does seem we're at the end of our rope a little bit more. So than you uh, so you said, well, you know, it's pretty hard to say that. I said, are we make it to the election or past the election? I mean, that's a real question. It's a real question, and I I don't know, you know. I, We've seen things break down in ways that we never thought that we would see mm-hmm. in America. And we've seen it routinely, particularly over and, the past few years. And all of the unintended consequences that nobody, <sighs> you know, it, it just doesn't work out the way you always think it's going to. Na, na, na.